0: It's a new way to lead off your Sunday with conversation, unique perspectives, and your thoughts and questions on the hometown nine. It's Twins Today.
1: And a swing and a miss and a changeup. That was masterful pitching from Jose Barrios. I know they know I got a great curveball, so they're looking for That's
0: when I want that breaking Twins Today is driven by the Maurer Auto Group, more than
2: cars. It's
3: hard to believe that was 15 years ago. Right? Time flies, but uh, you know what, I'm in a new role, and I'm enjoying it. Thanks, Derek. Which thought am I? Did I make the top five?
2: Now,
0: live from Target Field, here is Derek Wetmore.
4: Hello, Twins fans. Good morning. Good to be with you. You're listening to Twins Today, driven by the Maurer Auto Group. More than cars. And it's a it's a beautiful day here at Target Field. No two ways about it. Uh, good day for a rubber match between the Twins and the Cleveland baseball team. I I don't know how you're feeling about this club right now after Friday's big drubbing and then uh, just a tough one yesterday. So we'll see how they bounce back and we'll, we'll be here with you this morning leading all the way up to first pitch. As I mentioned, this is Twins today. We'll lead into Inside Twins. The guest there today heard... A rumor is going to be the baseball boss, Derek Falvey. And then it's the Adina Realty pregame lineup card. All that's coming up before first pitch, Twins in Cleveland this afternoon. Today on the show, we're going to go through, we'll start where we always start with five thoughts, but then we're also going to get a special guest who's joined the AAA St. Paul Saints broadcast team this year. Andy Helwig joins us on the phone in a little bit. We'll talk about Yohan Duran's uh, exciting debut. He went three innings yesterday, six strikeouts. We'll talk to Andy about that and other things going on with the St. Saint Paul Saints. Um, and we're also going to get to hear a bit about the target field promotions, all the giveaways. You saw the, some of the ticket announcements that came out this past week. So if you have not yet been out to a ball game and you're looking for one to circle on the calendar, uh, Maybe my second guest would be the one for you. Uh, he works for the Minnesota Twins, and I'll introduce him in a little bit about just some of the some of the theme nights that they'll have here at Target Field. Fireworks, all of that good, fun stuff coming up on the program. And then we are going to take your phone calls today. Say it every week. The phone lines are open. If you would like to chime in, if you'd like to call in, talk some Twins with us, uh, just get something off your chest, run an idea by me, whatever you want to do, 651 651- is the number you can call to do that in the back half of the show. 651-989-9226. Or you can tweet me. Follow me on Twitter, at Derek Wetmore. But we begin today with five thoughts, just quickly condensing the week that was, some of the things I'm thinking about the Minnesota Twins right now, and how it impacts things going forward. Let's start with the natural spot, number one. Number one. And a 1-1, a swing and a drive, right center field and deep. Beck it goes, deep
1: it goes, gone! Sano, his first career three-homer game, and the Twins have stormed back, and it's 4-4 in downtown Minneapolis.
4: Three-homer game, you knew it was coming, right, for Miguel Sano? With how badly he struggled in April, all the strikeouts piling up. It it, it was just obvious, right, (laughs) that he was due for a breakout. Uh, Maybe not, but... He has been this type of hitter in his career, sort of a streaky would be an understatement. Uh, he has now six home runs in his past nine games. I asked the, uh, the research department at the Twins Radio Network, hey, has this happened before? Has Sano done this? I know he's a streaky hitter. We found one other instance in his career where Sano has done this. Six home runs in a nine-game stretch, uh, for those curious, he's hitting 333 over that time with a four oh five on base percentage. Still throwing the walks. And Sano is also slugging 970. Uh, I think it's three doubles in that stretch, which, you know, 13 ribbies. He is who we expected him to be at the onset of the year. We didn't think he was gonna be this guy who who You know, was hitting 190 all year. I think it was Lance Lynn said it the other day. You know, do you you see his batting average? Uh, I think it was 140 or something like that. Lance Lynn, former teammate of Sano, said Sano's not a 140 hitter. It was as simple as that. I'm paraphrasing. But uh, the breakout is here. The Twins are riding the hot streak from Miguel Sano. You know, up and down hitter. But he's certainly demonstrating the power was worth the wait in the early goings, I, I was starting to be surprised at the length of the slump for Sano, but let's see if he can continue this. I, I think that Miguel Sano is a better hitter than he very often gets credit for because the things that he does well don't always get rewarded. It's power, it's patience, it's walks. If he gets a bad call against him, yes, he's going to take a strike, and yes, there's a lot of swing and miss in his game. Uh, the upside has been on display now for the past week and change.
1: Number two. And the 2-2 pitch, a drive to left field and deep. Back it goes, deep it goes, and that ball is going a home run. Ref Snyder's first as a twin to
4: straightaway left field, and the Twins take a 1-0 lead on their 60th homer of the season. All right, that's Rob Ref Snyder. Uh, just kind of an incredible start to the season for him. Uh, fair to call him a journeyman. I don't really like the phrase, but its he's been around a number of uh, major league organizations started with the Yankees longest tenure there and then he's bounced around a little bit before landing with the Twins this winter uh and you're going to you're going to criticize me here after two games in which the Twins are playing a division rival one blowout and then one just kind of tough to stomach another extra innings loss yesterday and that Twins now 0 and 8 in extra innings, you're going to say your first two thoughts after that game are Pollyanna pie in the sky stuff. But yes, that's where I'm starting here. Uh, Rob Snyder, there is some reason to be optimistic about what he has done. Now, keep this in context. Um, I'm I'm not penning his uh, Cooperstown acceptance speech right now, but in his first eight games with the Twins, he's hitting 400. He's got a four fifty-eight on on-base percentage and He's slugging 600. He hit that solo homer to start the scoring in the Twins' blowout win the other day against Cleveland. I'm just going to go rapid-fire quick through some some reasons for optimism and then, you know, take it or leave it. We'll see where it is two months from now. Ref Snyder's currently second on the Twins in barrels when he hits the ball. That's barrels per batted ball event. Behind only Alex Kirilov, who, of course, has been uh, sensational when he's been with the Twins. Uh, Rob ref snyder also by the way the guy who hit in 400 he is also second on the twins in hard hit rate and he has a max exit velocity of almost 110 miles an hour it's 109.9 which that number to me signals that there's some uh, you know it's not 40 home or power you can't necessarily draw a straight line and say home runs will come from this but if you hit the ball that hard you have some skill you don't luck your way into a 110-mile-an-hour batted ball. So there's another good sign for him. And last one before we move off of this positivity train, the minor league season he had in 2019 with the Reds. Here's the numbers from A: 315 hitter, 377 on base, and a 500 slugging. I legitimately think there are reasons to be optimistic about Rob Snyder. That's number two. Let's move on
0: number three
4: as the big
1: reyes steps in and the first pitch a weak round ball to short this is played by simmons near his chest he throws it across and that's out number three good start for dobnak three outs all
4: three on the ground i'm curious to see what happens with randy Dobnak now that he made a start for the minnesota twins in their rotation he started that blowout win and, I, you know, I I just I think there's a spot for him in the Twins rotation. I don't know exactly how it's going to work out. We'll have to wait and see what the latest is with Kenta Maeda, who apparently left yesterday's game when he had a little tightness in his groin, according to manager Rocco Baldelli. So we'll see what happens there. Michael Pineda is close to returning from the injured list, so I'm not really sure what the rotation looks like. But I was reading the Pioneer Press. This is a story from John Shipley about Dobnik. And here's what manager Rocco Baldelli had to say, quote, the most important thing for him was getting stretched out and getting back to being a starter, Baldelli said. Uh, I'm paraphrasing the rest of it. And he says, we've got to find a way to keep him stretched out in, quote, starter mode, end quote. That from uh, the Pioneer Press. Thank you, John Shipley, for that. And that's to me an indication of what the twins want to do with him you know they send him to triple a st paul and get stretched out to a starter's workload and then he comes up and he makes a start you know they've resisted this uh, temptation that some clubs have uh, wanted to do this year of going to a six-man rotation of course people always say in these situations uh these decisions tend to become easier right when you start to worry about them so we'll We'll just wait and see what happens. But after watching that performance the other day with Randy Dominic and his fastball command and that little sink getting some uh, ground balls and swing and miss and keeping the ball in the ballpark, I think he's earned himself another start with the Minnesota Twins.
0: Number
3: four.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you you, you really can't look at guys that have that type of uh, ability and, and uh, you know, it's really potential. When you're doing it at the big league level, it's it's no longer you know the, just straight up potential. It's it's guys that uh, are just flat out good hitters. And uh, when you know you have that, um, I, I don't think many teams have you know a couple of guys that are in the minor league system that you think someday hey maybe you could could hit there in the middle of the order for you somewhere. They, they are two exciting young guys. I'll tell you that.
4: That's Rocco Baldelli. He's talking about if you didn't know young outfielders Alex Kirloff and Trevor. Larnick, we've been wondering for a little bit, basically since Larnick was drafted as the first round choice and Kierlef not too long before that, you know, these are these are advanced bats. These are powerful, but importantly, good hit tool bats as well. You wonder how soon before a guy like that makes an impact in a major league lineup, and I think we're starting to see it. Part of it is because of the thinness of the Twins outfield at times, some of the injuries providing opportunities for these guys, but I mean, especially Kirillov, I think the way he was barreling balls and just hitting them really hard, uh, just tremendous early signs for them. And you heard Rocco there, you know, you watch these guys in the minor leagues, and it, even from somebody within the organization who, who is trying to sit and, you know, be objective and rational and say, you know what, when will we see these guys, you start to get excited about the potential of those guys hitting in the middle. Um, I don't know how long we'll see it, but it was definitely fun to see this week trotting those two guys out on the same lineup card, Uh, rightfully so, that the Twins should be excited about those guys. Speaking of which, let's finish off with another prospect worth getting excited about.
0: Number five.
4: But just know this, Yohan Duran is pretty good. The 2-2, swing and a miss, and down on strikes he goes. Three balls, two strikes, two out, runner will take off. The payoff pitch, fastball, got him looking on the outside. Corner and 102, that is impossible to hit. That is impossible to hit. Uh, Fastball on the black at 102, allegedly. That's the voice of Sean Aronson, our friend with the St. Paul Saints, talking about the season debut for Twins pitching prospect Yoan Duran. And he went three innings yesterday with the Saints, gave four hits, one earned run, six strikeouts, one walk. And as you heard there on the clip, the radar gun, at chs field i don't know if it's a little hot over in lower town st paul because they hit him at uh, 102 and i think i saw on twitter a 103 as well for duran i'm not expecting that kind of velocity but there is big velocity in that arm actually speaking of the radar gun i want to ask our next guest about this andy helwig works with saints broadcasting so would have witnessed that duran debut i want to ask him about that and what Really what we can expect. I know it's only three innings, so I don't want to read too much off of that. But, you know, I'll ask him about the, the staff they have there. I'll ask him about that exciting debut and some of the guys coming up to the big leagues as well. That's all coming up on Twins today. This has been Five Thoughts, where we sort of just condensed the, the last week that was for the Minnesota Twins. Great show for you today. It's a one-hour version leading up into Inside Twins with Derek Falvey, the Adina Realty pregame lineup card, and, of course, first pitch between the Twins and Cleveland. We'll be right back coming up after this with Twins today. Uh, my guest, who will join me to talk about the St. Saint Paul Saints and the season, Andy Helwig, who works on the Saints broadcasts. Don't go anywhere. Back with more Twins baseball right after this on News Talk 830-WCCO. Hey, welcome back to Twins Today, driven by the Maurer Auto Group, more than cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore, and we got a, a fun one today, a shorter show than most Sundays. We'll go one hour leading right up to Inside Twins, then the Adina Realty pregame lineup card with Chris Atterbury and First Pitch between the twins and Cleveland in a rubber match that's all coming up this morning afternoon fun day for baseball and I'm excited now to be joined by a guest who works with the St. Paul Saints as pre and post game broadcaster Andy Helwig joins twins today Andy thanks for your time how's it going
0: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here.
4: Now, we're excited to have you. The pleasure is all mine. And I want to start. Uh, we'll talk about Yohan Duran because he made a fun debut. We will talk about some of the fun prospects, maybe making their way across the river to Target Field. But I want to start with you, Andy. I, I don't know you. We haven't met <laughs> other than online. You are now a Saints broadcaster. Congratulations on the role. And uh, how did you get there? What was what was before this for you? I feel like that's
0: most how most relationships uh, develop nowadays from people I meet online. But, it's all Twitter. Uh, it's all Twitter. Um, so my uh, my start in, in baseball and broadcasting was back in 2018. I was working with a, uh, a Marlins short season affiliate just outside of Western New York in uh, Batavia, the Muckdogs. Um, and from there, I, I got my first taste of the A game uh, with the Buffalo Bisons, doing a similar uh, role with them pre-post and, and broadcasting some games there. With the teams that had the the Vlad Juniors, the Bobichets, and Kevin Biggio, so that was you know super exciting to, to be around. Obviously, um, and a ton of great experience from then. And 2020, I was supposed to be uh, broadcasting games for the Myrtle Beach Pelicans in uh, in the Carolina League, the advanced day affiliate for the Cubs at the time, but obviously did not get the green light on that one. Yeah. And uh, I was able to turn that into. Um, a, a role here with the saints doing pre and post game and some other uh, media relations duties. So it's been a, it's been a great ride. It's
4: been a lot of fun so far. And uh, so far this season has been, has been a blast here in the twin cities. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it. And I've worked with uh, Sean Aronson over the years and just kind of know the saints from, from going to games over at CHS field. So a excited to have them as now a twins, triple a affiliate and B I think it really is true that you know, they grind a lot, but they also like to have some fun with their baseball
0: no doubt about that and <laughs> i've seen the the first couple of bits of that in this two week homestand we've had here i mean the the baseball aspect of it no doubt is is very exciting the buzz around here is has been palpable with the, the prospects that have come through the kirloff rehab assignment had people buzzing and it was super exciting these last couple weeks here and then you know there's some wild and wacky stuff goes on here we gave away ten thousand dollars last night at some dude shooting a cantaloupe from the balcony so <laughs> it, was, it gets intense around here but it's a it's
4: a lot of fun and i'm having a lot of fun my first couple weeks here i have to put a pin in that i was i was gonna ask about players but you said some dude <laughs> shot a cantaloupe off the balcony and won ten thousand dollars please tell me that story
0: So there, I think, I believe it's called the cub chuck is the promotion. And (laughs) on the third base side, you have to shoot, I think a potato into like two shopping carts from like 30 feet away. And then if you hit those two, you shoot a cantaloupe, like another 30 feet into a a little shopping basket. And if it stays in, you get, you get 10 grand and and the guy pulled it off. So (laughs) I had never seen anything like that before. It's, it's a much more fun version of the half court shot. I think
4: do cantaloupe bounce. Or if More than it, you think. If it gets in, like isn't it just gonna just disintegrate and stay in the basket? or is this actually like a feat? Well,
0: so it, it bounced in the basket, and the basket did. I mean, a, a full flip, and it stayed in there. And that's you know half the battle is getting it to stay in. But it all right. it stayed inside the confines, and, and we got a winner.
4: Love it, I love it. Uh, so I I, I won't talk to you all night about promotions, but that stuff <laughs> is uh, that stuff's pretty fun. Kind of reminds me. I, I know you weren't here for this, Andy, but the the promotion over in right field at the Metrodome, when you'd have to toss a baseball down off the carpet, uh, astroturf, whatever you call it, landed in the bed of a truck, and get it to stay in there. Some people could get it in the bed but it was getting it to stay that was the real the real key i like this spin with the cantaloupe you've got my wheels turning here um <laughs> there's some other fun things that have happened actually on the field and i want to talk to you about those andy helwig is our guest does pre and post game show with the saint paul saints now the triple a affiliate of the minnesota twins i want to start with yohan duran because uh that was a much anticipated debut pitched for the saints yesterday what did you see how did he look
0: I think he he lived up to the hype of what a lot of people were expecting from him. His first three batters, you know, gave up the singles. And there's, you know, some jitters to, to shake in AAA. But, I mean, from then on, I mean, he was, I mean, locked in and he was making guys look foolish. I mean, you took that, that velocity he has with his fastball, pushing triple digits, barring the juiced radar gun or not, still incredible heat. And then that splinker pitch, which is nothing I had ever seen before, but it, the way it comes back into right-handers and it, the velocity that it does, I mean, it's just, it's impossible to battle with. And then you mix that in with this curveball, which breaks the other way, the velocity and the movement on those pitches, it's its going to be tough for guys to be able to make contact with that. And you could see why he was so highly regarded as a prospect. And it seems like he's going to be able to bring some stuff that will contribute to a major league pitching
4: staff. 102, 103 are the numbers that I was seeing on the radar gun for the fastball velocity. Is that gun a little hot over in St. Paul?
0: The the rumor is it might be you might be pushing 2-3 miles an hour fast maybe, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it gets everyone excited for still, sure.
4: I mean, that's still, you know, if it's 98, 99, 100, live there as a starter, you'll be just fine. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's
0: difficult to hit as it is enough and again mixed in with those secondary pitches that he has. I mean, that arsenal is just, it, it's lethal. The guys were swinging the sword at the plate and as he got into the third inning and it just, it, they, he was fooling them and he made them look foolish and it, it was a really impressive finish for him.
4: Love it. That's awesome. Andy, I hate to do this to you. Can you stick through a break? I want some more Saints players to talk to you. I hate to be that guy asking ask you on live radio, but is that okay with you? Absolutely. I got all the time you need. Excellent. All right. Our guest is Andy Helwig. He is the pre and post game broadcaster. Does some media relations work with the St. Paul saints as well. We are up against a break, so we got to take it now. But uh, when we come back, I want to continue to talk with Andy about some of the exciting prospects on their way, whether they're uh, coming across the river next week, next month, or just later this summer. You're listening to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group, More Than Cars. Back after this with more baseball on News Talk 830-WCCO. Hey, welcome back to Twins Today, driven by the Maurer Auto Group, More Than Cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore, and uh, joined by a special guest, Andy Hellwig of the St. Paul Saints broadcast and media team does everything over there. Everybody does everything over there. Kind enough to stick with us through a break. Andy, thanks for doing that. I'm curious, uh, we've seen a few big names already sort of matriculate from St. Paul over to Target Field. Uh, Watching Alex Kirilov and Trevor Larnik, is it clear uh, watching them against uh, some minor league pitching that, yeah, these guys could be in the big league lineup right now?
0: It's not only, I think against the minor league pitching. It's how they look compared to the other guys that step into the box. Because when Kirillov was here on his rehab assignment, granted it's only two games, but I mean, the guy hit two home runs. and But his swing... It it looks strong. It looks different, and it's it's one of those things. that's an eye test, but you know it when you see it. And his swing, it looked really comfortable, and he looked the guy looked like a guy that hits the ball hard. And he did that when he was here. And again, Larnack, you could see that with him too. Maybe not as much as Kirillov, I think, but still, again, one of those guys that just has a powerful batch and uh, is definitely going to be able to to hit a lot of these minor league pitchers and as they get more time in the big leagues, will definitely be accustomed to seeing some of those higher velocities, some of that more movement, and we'll be able to contribute in a lineup without a doubt.
4: Yeah, I like to see I like that both of them have, yeah, the power, but there's also some good bat-to-ball skill there. You're not going to mm-hmm. see a, a 50% strikeout rate in the big leagues. Those guys are right. hitters um, who also have some power. Uh, so I love that comparison, that how they look compared to their peers at the level. Um, Just more of a general question i don't know if anybody one jumps out to you for this but what's the experience like uh you know you're around a triple a ball club and there's a lot of movement back and forth guys getting called up to triple a which we've seen recently or then guys getting called up to the big leagues having to having to leave st paul to go help the twins what what is that dynamic can you tell us uh, twins fans who are listening to this what that shift can can kind of be like when you're around it every day it's, it
0: gets pretty hectic uh,
4: without a doubt.
0: I mean, you, you pair in just the natural transactions that you and encounter with a triple a club. And then you put on top, I mean, all the injuries that Minnesota has had yeah. this year and that puts the, the transaction list tenfold over. I mean, we've had guys flying up, down, left, right uh, every day for the last couple of weeks now. Um, so, I mean, there's, a, there's a, lot of a lot of research and a lot of grinding to get to get these guys all prepped and get our stuff taken care of over here. But And to a lot of the guys' credit, they've stepped into a role where, after you know a game or two, they've really fit in rather nicely. um, Whether it be guys coming up from Double A or guys that have come down from the
4: Bigs, and there's there's a lot of a lot of work that goes into getting it already. But um, I think I think we've handled it pretty well here. That's awesome. Final question, and I'm gonna let you get out of here, Andy. I know you guys have another ball game today. No surprise. (laughs) Um, Is there a pitcher that stands out to you? I know a lot of Twins fans are kind of scanning the minor leagues and seeing. Uh, we just talked about Duran, and he was coming back from his shoulder injury, so he, he, you know, he might not be built up or whatever the case is. But uh, as you watch the Saints uh, up close and personal, are there pitchers you're circling and saying, like, yeah, it's probably a matter of time before this guy gets a call to the big leagues?
0: From what I've seen so far, I mean, again, it's a small sample size this early in the year, but I think, I mean, you guys saw Bailey Ober for a day in Minnesota. I think he's been impressive here, and a guy that pounds his zone. Griffin Jacks, his last start, and this is his first go around with St. Paul here, but he, again, has hit the zone really well, I think, and it hasn't given up a ton of hard contact. His last start wasn't so great, but the first two were really strong, but I really like Danny Colom out of the bullpen. Okay. I, he has had a really great control and and has been a really good late-game guy for St. Paul when you need you know to hold on to that lead late. He's come out of the pen and has finished every game but one he's been in, and his stuff is really impressive. I really like his curveball, and I think I, as the season goes on, I think he's going to be one of the more prominent bullpen guys for St. Paul this season.
4: That's awesome. Great insight. I uh, appreciate uh, you sharing that with us, Andy. That's the voice of Andy Helwig, uh, pre and post for the St. Saint Paul Saints. You can catch him everywhere. Follow him on Twitter, at Andy underscore hellwig andy thank you for your expertise your insight and for taking a little time on twins today i appreciate the invite this is a lot of fun appreciate it catch you on down the line that is the voice of andy hellwig broadcaster media relations extraordinaire with the uh, saint paul saints as i mentioned follow him on twitter andy underscore hellwig and that's where you can find all the information about the broadcasts and everything that's coming up with the saint paul saints we've got a fun rest of the hour coming up Uh, We're we're closing in here on inside twins with Derek Falvey on the Adina Realty pregame lineup card with Chris Atterbury and on first pitch between twins the Twins and Cleveland. Twins Today is driven by the Maurer Auto Group more than cars, and we're doing a quick phone swap here, bringing in Jeremy from the Maurer Auto Group. Jeremy, how's it going today? It's going great. Thanks for asking. Happy to have you on, and we're happy that baseball's kind of getting rolling here in the middle of summer. One of the things you and I have talked about every week when we do this show, Jeremy, is your lease elite program. If you don't mind, could you fill me in on what that program entails?
2: Yeah, when you lease a vehicle from us, and that really has to go with our whole theme of more than cars, because it's it's more than a lease. You know, you're gonna you're gonna become part of our family, is what we kind of think of it about. And it includes all of your maintenance, it it basically You insure the car and you put gas in it and make your payment and we're going to cover everything else for you. So the Lease Elite program just really, it puts your mind at rest that you're not going to have any extra expenses during that whole entire lease, whether it be a two-year lease, a three-year lease, it doesn't matter. You're part of the Lease Elite program.
4: Sure. And I know, yeah, you mentioned, sometimes you just, you have a car payment and and you're not necessarily know upfront what all those other costs are going to be. It sounds like in this case, like you, you pretty much can.
2: Yeah, you 100% you can. And every time when you see a Mauer Auto Group advertised lease special, it's always first payment down. We don't, you know, there's a lot of people out there that put those super low lease payments that you see. And then all of a sudden you find out you got to put $3,000 down plus tax plus license plus 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 plus. We don't like to play that game. So we just put out there a realistic lease payment for you. And then on top of all of that, we include that lease elite program. And the beautiful thing is when we know that you're part of our family, we're gonna reach out to you. You know, If you've got a three-year lease, we might be reaching out to you two years into it, two and a half years into it, saying, hey, can we buy that back from
4: you? And is that something you guys are doing right now, Jeremy, with, with some of your leasing customers?
2: Right, right now, the used car values are through the roof right now. So we truly are reaching out to a lot of our lease customers right now. We're asking them, just stop in, let us take a peek at where you're at, let us put an appraisal on your car, and if we can get you out a year early, why not? We'll get you into some of the new technology, the new styles. We can get you and uh, say, out of a Trax into the new Trailblazer, get you out of an Equinox into a brand new Equinox. I mean, there's so many things we can do, especially with the Silverado market. The, the crossover market is hotter than a pistol right now. So every month we're looking at all of our customers. Everybody is so important to us. And we're making those phone calls to try to get you in and let us uh, try to help you out and get you something new.
4: Jeremy, the website that people can go. I know you guys have multiple websites. Where's the best place someone can go if they're looking to learn more about the Mauer Auto Group?
2: Well, we're putting together one big website, the MauerAutoGroup.com. But if you know specifically where you want to go, there's the Mauer Main Chevrolet website, there's the Mauer Chevrolet website, and then there's the Mauer Buick GMC website, but on all of them, you see all of our inventory. So you can really navigate through all three locations very easily. Whether you're up in the North Metro, down at Pass South St. Paul, wherever you are, we can take care of
4: you. Jeremy, appreciate your time.
2: All right. Thank you so much.
4: Welcome back, Twins. Today, driven by the Maurer Auto Group, More Than Cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore, and we're joined by a special guest right now. As Target Field begins to open up and we aim towards Full capacity here in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, my guest right now is the senior manager of promotions and special events with the Minnesota Twins, Mitch Rotelny. Mitch, how's it going today?
3: It's going great. Glad to be on the show and, and talk some Twins promotions and special events and some theme nights a little bit too.
4: It's been kind of, I don't want to say dormant, but you know, COVID affected everybody. No, There's no escaping that and, and theme nights and promotions, with fans not in the stands and then even just with the reduced capacity um, there just wasn't much in the way of it but i got the press release this week mitch about some of the nights that are coming to target field i i don't know how much time we got i don't know that we can touch on every single specific one but hey is there one that jumps out to you as somebody who works with us closely that's like just circled on your calendar in red ink that you're just you can't wait for
3: i mean for me it's certainly like a yearly thing it's the hall of fame induction, but you know, this year it's such a unique thing. We're inducting Justin Renault, who was our 2020 inductee in 2021. Um, You know, I think that really is just kind of something that you're gonna, we're gonna look back and it's gonna be a special day when we induct Justin like it is for any of our hall of famers, but it's really gonna, I think gonna be a day where we also can just also reflect and look back and kind of say like, you know, it's actually going to be close to the end of the season, too. And I think that's going to be kind of a really interesting point for all of our fans and, you know, for all of us to have this great day. And, you know, I think the piece for me that I also look to it, too, is that we're playing Toronto, Justin being a Canada guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, it's just there's a lot to love about that date. And in addition to that, I mean, there's also a bobblehead of Justin It's Hall of Fame bobble. So, you know, the Hall of Fame days are always great. I think this year is kind of a really special and different one. They're all special, but this is certainly different and unique. And it's one that I'm looking forward to for sure. You know, as we look to other dates, um, it's another bobblehead. And it's our five-guy 30 home run Bomba squad from the 2019 squad that hit so many home runs. And we had those five guys that hit over 30 home runs, which was uh, just a great feat. And, you know, as soon as that happened, I was like, how do we commemorate this? And to me, that's just something that I really wanted to share with fans, right? And I was hoping in 2020, but now in 2021, we're still sharing. And, you know, for me, it's exciting because I've looked around and I can't say with 100% confidence, but I don't know another team that's done a bobblehead with five guys on it. I know the Dodgers did four, and they had, right. I think it was the, kind of in that same vein, I think four guys hit 30-plus home runs, but I think this is such a unique bobble, and it's one that I'm you know, excited to share with fans, too.
4: I'm looking at your shelf on your shoulder over this Zoom chat, Mitch, and I see a couple bobbleheads. I think that's Charlie Brown. Definitely see a TC Bear. Yep. Is that Johan throwing there? Do you have a Justin Morneau bobble already, or will this be the first to add to your collection?
3: I'm actually looking around. This is, the, this is the first one in my collection. Yeah.
4: Nice. You mentioned theme nights. What are some of the theme nights that people can be looking forward to? Not only what has been around before, but- Maybe something that's new this summer in 2021. So a lot of the theme nights are ones that we definitely launched back in 2020
3: before, you know, kind of everything shut down. So we yeah. have our Peanuts night that will come out. And I, I expect we'll, would say we we'll look for something uh, this this upcoming week um, to kind of details our plans there. But like we talked about, we've have our Star Wars night. Pride night, which we actually included with our promotions and special events, but that's a theme night too. You know, we've got universities, uh, Margaritaville, Grateful Dead, which is a a one that we started, uh, I think now two years ago, and this is our second time we're doing it. So a lot of the ones that you know and love, I'll say this for maybe one that is kind of coming up and it it revolves around uh, a hockey team that really overcame the odds and you know people say you know it was a miracle in their win so <laughs> we have something really special uh there that i, I think fans are really going to like and it's an item that fans are going to wear and wear it proud and represent both teams, the twins and and that other miracle team. And so, you know, I'm, as you said, I I kind of look at the promotions calendar and then our theme night calendar. And, you know, I'm just excited for fans because I mean we're going to have things throughout the season starting in June and all the way through the end. And, and to be honest, that was by design, right? You know, I think we wanted to be really cautious at the beginning and, and make sure operationally we could get fans in and and from my point of view and talking with our operations group you know we wanted to make sure we could first make the experience of coming to the ballpark get that set as best we could and then introduce the theme nights the promo items at the gates because it requires a lot right it's not just putting them out there and that's it there's you know how fans are coming in grabbing the items all that but this was always kind of the plan right we knew that by kind of waiting Um, you know if it was June if it was July depending on how things really shook out um, we would have the opportunity to really load the calendar and and I think that's the other thing when you asked about like what I'm excited about is that in June we have a giveaway every day and you know I think that's just you know to celebrate right increased capacity summer baseball have a good time at the game and also leave with something. I mean, I think that speaks to like the typical experience you want to have when you go to the ballpark.
4: Yeah. Not a bad way for your first time out of target field. Maybe if you haven't been in more than a year, good way to sort of reintroduce yourself. Uh, Mitch Ritalny is our guest right now. He is the senior manager of promotions and special events with the Minnesota twins. And I got to say, when I was reading Mitch through some of the things that are coming this week, you mentioned the theme night, some of the promotions and the giveaways, There was one that made me a little more nostalgic than most of them, and that was the dollar a dog night, which is coming back uh, to Target Field officially. Uh, I gotta say, I was pretty excited about that one.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and you know, that's, you know, in addition to like, you know, our giveaways and whatnot, I think those are the other exciting things, right? You have your dollar a dog. To me, that's the quintessential ballpark food, right? Like, I I don't know that I eat hot dogs anywhere else but the ballpark. Um, (laughs) But for me, that's a must anytime I go. And yeah, $1, like what a deal. And then, you know, you're talking about other things that have, are coming back like Friday night fireworks, which for us, I mean, it's kind of like, again, building into that experience where now, you know, you, you look at that uh, Friday game where you're going to have a Josh Donaldson bringer rain umbrella hat as a gate giveaway. You're going to have a Friday night fireworks and you're going to have a game and now that's just a great night out where you get this killer item great baseball game experience and then oh at the end there's a fireworks show so you know again it's just really exciting to be able to start doing these things that are part of what we do at the twins and how we entertain fans and and really just part of the ballpark experience and I'm looking forward to fans just enjoying
4: that and sharing that with fans too I love it. That's awesome. Mitch, can't thank you enough for the time. Appreciate you coming on Twins today.
3: Thanks for having me. It's always great to chat about these kind of things.
4: Love it. That's the voice of Mitch Rotelny. He is the senior manager of promotions and special events for the Twins, intimately involved with some of this stuff going on at Target Field this summer. Uh, if you missed any of that or the giveaway schedule, check out the website, www.twinsbaseball.com. You can find out a lot of information there on the schedule tab. More baseball coming up after this on Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group, more than cars. You're listening to News Talk 830 WCCO. All right, welcome back to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group, more than cars. I'm your uh, pre leadoff hitter, Derek Wetmore. Uh, pleased to be with you, and we don't have much show left, but we've got a lot of news to get to. Uh, just coming across the wire now is the. Uh, Insert breaking news sounder. Here is Rocco Baldelli putting twin starter Kenta Maeda on the injured list.
1: The first um, piece of news for this morning is related to Kenta. Kenta is going to go on the uh, on the ten day IL right now with a groin strain. I think it's certainly something that he could have kept pitching, but he's not. He's not healthy right now. So I, I, I think this is. Um, Definitely something that's the right move. It's going to give him an opportunity to get strong. And also, you know, his stuff has been down most likely related to what he's dealing. That's what we're going to do right now. And Nick Gordon is uh, on his way here right now. I think he's going to get in and arrive sometime around game time, and he'll be activated and catch the spot.
4: That the voice of Twins manager Rocco Baldelli just fed to me live uh, this morning. This was within the past hour. What the the Twins are doing is putting Kent Maeda on the injured list after he was removed yesterday from yesterday's start. Excuse me. Nick Gordon will take his place on the roster. And boy, where do we start? There are so many things that we could talk about uh, with this move. I think I'm going to start here, and then I'll give you some rapid fire on a number of Twins players impacted by this. Uh, you remember earlier in the show when I said that uh, Randy Dobnik uh, had probably earned another start in the Twins rotation, and I don't know where you find it, but sometimes these things figure themselves out. Well, this thing just figured itself out. I think I found a spot for Randy Dobnik to make his next start. Uh, haven't laid it all out yet, but I think that's after the off day. A uh, bunch of games coming up with the Royals and Orioles, and i uh, I don't know what the twins are going to do. I don't make decisions for them. As a matter of fact, the guy who does help make decisions for them is coming up on this show, uh, in this on this program right after me. Derek Falvey will be the guest on Inside Twins today, coming up at 11 o'clock, um, all across the Twins radio network. So tune in for that. Uh, maybe he'd have some more insight, but I think you could plug Randy Dobnik into a starting spot and feel pretty good about it tough news for kenta maeda after a great season last year Uh, hasn't been quite the same this year some location command questions but um very good pitcher this is a loss for the twins of course uh we'll know more uh, you know coming up about how serious how severe hopefully not too long for kenta to get back with the twins but also exciting news for Nick Gordon Came up once before Made his MLB debut Swiped a couple of bags In his uh, MLB premiere, uh, his, his first start And It's hard to know It's hard to know How much of a role He's going to play On this team Going forward But before we address that I do want to uh, Just rattle off His minor league stats Because you've been hearing His name for a long time You know First round choice 2014 But With St. Paul this year, and Triple A hitting 393. And he's getting on base at 469 clip, and he's also slugging 571. He's got more stolen bases than strikeouts. Five bags to four Ks for Triple A St. Paul. Nick Gordon rejoins the Twins, and that is significant because Louisa Rise slid and hurt his shoulder yesterday. The update, I'm told, he is. Okay, and in the Twins lineup today. A bit of a scary situation when he went in and got caught stealing at second base, came up clutching his shoulder, but he stayed in the rest of the game, finished it, played defensively, made a strong throw later in the game. I don't, I don't know. Um... We'll see. We'll continue to monitor that one, obviously, because the other big one in the middle infield is Jorge Polanco, who I'm told is doing zero baseball activity today. The Twins will uh, take a step back before they try to take a step forward, kind of assess where he's at. Uh, Jorge's problem is the surgically repaired ankle that he's had a problem with the past two off seasons. Really dragged through the baseball season and he's fought through it. So I, I have no idea what that means for him um you're hoping for the best because when he's on he is one of the twins most impactful players quietly there in the middle infield um i mentioned michael pineda working his way back you could expect to see him before too too much longer uh and nelson cruz apparently is feeling better i'm told not in the lineup today so we'll have to wait and see what's that uh fun Afternoon of baseball coming up, lead all the way leading up to Jay Happ, Zach Plesac for first pitch between the Minnesota Twins and Cleveland. Uh, that's it for Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group, more than cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore. Stick around for Inside Twins with baseball boss Derek Falvey and the pregame lineup card on News Talk 830-WCCO.
0: You have been listening to Twins Today, driven by the Maurer Auto Group, more than cars.
2: This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.